When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Welcome back to the Overnight Crowd on your Monday evening going into Tuesday morning on the Overnight Crowd, SEN. Bray Loveridge with you. I'm now joined by Cricket Unfiltered podcast host Paul Dennett to talk all things cricket. Paul, good evening and welcome. G'day, Bray. I love talking cricket in the in the weeks leading up to the finals in the footy. <laughs> it's a debatable <laughs> topic, isn't it, this time of year, cricket and footy? It's uh, always a bit of a conflict. Yeah, it's. Um, I think cricket's got a better say this time of year than in than in March when um, when the the one day is a lingering and the rest of the country yeah. turn their attention to to the football codes or well, the rest of the country, except for me anyway. <laughs> yeah, you're exactly right. Well, the cricket does just keep rolling on for our Aussies in the early part of this spring for 2022. And they've made the dash to India after the playing the six one day is up in Queensland, but they'll make their final preps for the T20 world cup next month. They'll play three T20s against India in what has the potential to be a pretty good series. Well, this rivalry is just a, it's remarkable given that for so long um, it's sort of withered on the vine that Australia and India barely played each other through much of the 1990s and all of a sudden they realised, hang on, we have a, a rivalry here that is um, one of the great rivalries in, in world sport and kind of uh, these kind of bilateral T20 series really don't matter a lot except um, I think when Australia play India as far as, as an Aussie fan is concerned mm. and sure, it's, it's great preparation for, for the World Cup but it's also, you know, there'll be big crowds, big interest. And uh, as a sort of an Australian fan, it's um, I'm really looking forward to it. I can't wait. Yeah, you, it's India. You'd expect sellouts for all the games over there in the next week. So it's, I guess, great preparation before got coming to a home World Cup to, or for crowd preparations to get used to it, I guess. It's great preparation as far as, yeah, the pressure is concerned. Um, not necessarily great preparation as far as the uh, conditions are yeah. concerned, given that they're about to head down under, um, but I suppose that's probably more of a problem for, for India rather than Australia. Australian players are obviously very mm-hmm. comfortable in our conditions, and it, also, it, it is actually good preparation for what's coming up as well. We've got a, a test tour of India early in the new year, and we've got the 50-over World Cup in India um, about a year from now. So it's a player like Cameron Green, who's over there in the squad, is going to get um, invaluable uh, preparation for, for those, um, given that he's not in the, in, the, in the T20 World Cup side. Yeah, 100%. Well, with the only uncapped player in the squad being Tim David, do you see the selectors bringing him in to chuck him under the bus? Well, you could say under the bus uh, to debut in India for Australia, but but he has had some pretty good form during the Aussie winter months over there in England. Yeah, I mean, he's. I think he's a certainty to play uh, partially because the, the nature of the squad, because of um, uh, you know a few of the players pulling out of you know Stark and and Stoinis and yeah. Warner and others not playing, we've kind of. Um, it's such that the batting lineup almost picks itself because they've got a, they've got more bowlers than they have batters. So I'm sure David will play, um, and I'm sure he'll get an opportunity. And 
I've been boring everyone I can, left, right and centre, that he should be in the Australian side for ages now. So um, I'm really going to be quite nervous when he comes out to, to bat. Um, P20 cricket, all he needs is a couple of sixes and he's and he's fine. But um, it'll be it'll be really exciting. His record is absolutely extraordinary. And he's, you know, never played for Australia before, but what he's done in any um, format of the game, in any um, uh, T20 competition that he's played in has been utterly dominant. There was a video of him uh, batting in the nets. I'm not sure if you saw, if you saw it. Um, yeah, playing. Um, yeah, absolutely smashing yeah. the ball to all parts, and the the sound that it made off the bat is really exciting. So, yeah, I can't wait to watch him. I'm not sure if you get the same vibe as that video as I did, but that's that video in the nets of him the other day sort of remind me of Virat Kohli in that video they released before that tour, and I think it was 1819 where India came over. He was smacking him. It just sounded pure as pure off the bat. It did, yeah. That actually, that's a good point. Um, and they kind of uh, really condensed it, so bang, 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 like a yeah. uh, a real staccato of the balls crashing into the bat. Um, yeah. So, Coley's another one. Like he just got his first century in over a thousand days, if you can believe that. So um, he's um, the talk of India. I've been listening to a few podcasts in the lead up to this series, and that's all they wanted to talk about the fact that he's finally got another century and got that got that monkey off his back. So, um, yeah. Is it, it's going to be interesting, and, and of course, Aaron Finch, um, what will he do? That If he has uh, three failures, then the pressure is just, is just going to mount. They might open the batting with, with him in Inglis, given that Warner's not there, and potentially with a view to if you know if things go badly for, for Finch, that come the World Cup, there's a potential that it could be Warner, Warner and Inglis actually opening in the, in the real thing. 100%. Well, I saw the other day there was... Finch has some pretty good form in his last T20 games. I'm pretty sure he's averaging like 26 or something in his last five games. Lowest score being, I reckon, six and the highest being a 65 or something like that. So he, I guess he has some form coming in in the format, but they haven't played a T20 international in a good couple of months, I think, off memory. Since Sri Lanka, maybe, was it? Yeah, it was, it was in Sri Lanka. And the thing with Finch is that he's a fine player yeah. and there's, absolutely um, every possibility that he'll come good. But the challenge is that he's um, he's now almost 36. Um, and that, uh, Rick Finlay, the statistician from ABC, sent this um, tweet out the other day that's one for all the cricket nerds, showing uh, the entire history of uh, test cricket, how batters have gone quarter by quarter through their career. And the, the drop-off in the final quarter in their average is, is notable. And he's in that position that the same position that you know Steve Waugh was in and Ricky Ponting was in, where you're just not quite as good at that age, but he's, he's got a phenomenal record. Um, I think the format does suit him more where he can go, go out and play with uh, with utter aggression. Yeah. I, I listened to his press conference tonight ahead of the, the series. He's, he's, as always, calm, affable, pleasant, intelligent. I really want him to succeed, and you know there's every chance he will, uh, but if I'm being brutally honest, he probably wouldn't be in my World Cup squad. Yeah, all right, 100%. Agree with that. Well, there, as you said before, there are some players in that side, say like a Stark and a, a uh, Warner, who aren't travelling over. But there are some players like a Nathan Ellis, Josh Inglis, like you mentioned. Could you see the selectors, say, making multiple changes out of the three games to just see what these inexperienced players can do in different roles? Yeah, it's a good point. Um, in that conference, Finch said that uh, he was asked, are you playing these matches um uh, for, for themselves, for, for the sake of themselves, are you looking ahead to the World Cup? And he said, "I kind of, I got a, a, an eye on both." And so I think that that 
they would be eager to give as many players who are going to be playing in the World Cup as much exposure as possible. But potentially, especially coming you know into the, the second and third match, uh, players like Hazelwood and Cummins could be rested and you could bring in someone like Abbott. Um, I think he'd be the one that, uh, along with Sam's, might be the, the most favoured, uh, given that he... You know, he's in he's in sensational form, and he offers a bit with the bat as well. But I think it's primarily the focus is going to be on um, players for the World Cup. The exception probably being Cameron Green. I think he will slot into the middle order, and he might embarrass them as he's not in the he's not in the squad for the for the World Cup. If he happens to um, play absolutely magnificently, then it could prompt the question: Why not? Yeah, you're also something there. Well, India currently number one, the number one T20 side in the world. Do you? Do you expect Rohit Sharma's men to be a bit too strong for Aussie since I think we were ranked number six? Yeah, I mean, it's always hard with the T20 rankings that they, they, they do bounce around a little bit. I think the thing with India is that they they could pick five sides that would be highly yeah. competitive. They've got such a, a plethora of talent these days. Um, but the, the interesting thing is the very, very top of their order, They're, they've got... Um, Kale Raul and um, Virat Kohli sort of probably batting at, at, at two and three. And th- they don't necessarily have as much ex- sort of explosive power at the very top of their order. And that's a, a, a talking point among Indian fans. Are they playing it a little bit too conservatively? So obviously they start favourite in their home conditions. And um, as much as I'm looking forward to this series, it's, it's all about the preparation for, for the World Cup. So um, I, I think that they, Australia and England, are the logical three favourites to win the World Cup. Uh, but you wouldn't, you know, you, you could name the other sides. Um, Pakistan, New Zealand look pretty good as well. So it's um, it comes down to, to tournament play and in the semifinals, anyone can win. Yeah, 100%. Even a South Africa could throw them up. Mm. Who knows what could happen in that World Cup. But we've been talking about Aaron Finch. And he's obviously still leading this T20 side, but obviously he's now retired from one day in the national career, which means no more captaincy for Aaron Finch there. Who do you feel is the front runner to take that ODI captaincy role? It's a very difficult one. Um, I, I can see four kind of logical um, front runners that um, Steve Smith, Pat Cummins, even David Warner, and of course Alex Carey. Um, they've all got things in their favour. Um, Cummins, in many ways, is a logical choice. He's the test captain, he's done a fantastic job. What's accounting against him at the time when he was made test captain? He kind of said he wasn't all that keen on being. Uh, one-day captain as well. You don't want to overburden him with with too much responsibility. Um, Warner obviously has a, a ban, so they'd have to rescind that, and they might think it's not worth the it's not worth the trouble to go through that. But um, he, he'd be a dynamic captain if he was given the given the chance. Smith, it would be you know a continued sort of redemption story if he if he took yeah. back over um, the captaincy, and maybe Carey when they look at him sort of the you know one for the future that. The next World Cup after this one is, what, 2027. So Smith and Warner would be questionable as to whether they'd be um, involved in that. Carey, very calm, intelligent sort of guy. I think he's had some some, some pretty good leadership experience in, in, in different um, guises throughout the past. So maybe he's who they'll actually opt for. Yeah, well, you mentioned Cummins. A lot, and I've heard some people say that Australian cricket needs to be led by the one person in all three formats. So I'm not so for this. I'm liking what the sort of plan England are going with, with a white ball coach and a red ball coach and obviously the two different captains. I think we should probably lean to that a bit more than, say, going for the same three captains like we did with Smith a couple of years ago, being all three captains 
before he had his ban. Yeah, I mean, it is such a, a high pressure job that, um, and Smith in the in the lead up to the, whatever whatever had happened in South Africa, he had a very very um, trying Ashes series. He actually missed the um, he skipped the the T20 series that Australia then played uh, against England and New Zealand in a, in a bid to try to give him some some sort of rest. But by all accounts, he was mentally cooked even before that South Africa series uh, began. So. It's it's almost at the point now where it is asking a lot for one person to to do all three. Um, they, they can, but I, I sort of think that over the course of two, three, four years, then it really starts to, to wear them down. So uh, my preference is to have different captains for, yep. for red ball and white ball, yeah. 100%. Well, before we know it, state cricket's returning in only a couple of days. Unfortunately, it's under the shadow of the grand finals. I bet you're not too happy about, but the one day cup is back. <laughs> New South Wales and Victoria will be kicking things off on Saturday. Well, yeah, I mean, that's, uh, that's what everyone will be watching. Surely there's nothing else on, is there? <laughs> not that I'm aware um, of. <laughs> actually, no, I did enjoy the Swans game the other night, I must say. Yeah, uh, but, um, yeah, uh, I think that, I think, you know, the interesting thing about this is, um, it's it's in its fifty third year now um, this tournament, and the question is how long is it going to be around? The um, the England equivalent just finished up, and there's talk about what's its future as well with the never sort of condensing calendar, and with fifty over international cricket being really under the pump, and the, the feeling that there's going to be a far lower number of bilateral series as the years go by, um, will eventually interstate 50 over cricket um, get squeezed out as well. Like, I'm kind of ambivalent towards it. In, in one sense, I've got great nostalgic feelings uh, for it. But in, in another, if I'm being honest, I, yeah, of course I'm going to be watching the Aussie rules on Saturday and not this, unfortunately. <laughs> there you go. Well, the Sheffield Shield kicks off as well uh, the beginning of October. But before I let you go, who is your prediction for the Cup and the Shield just before it starts or the Cup starts this week? Well, I mean, Western Australia are the defending champions, yeah. um, so you'd have to say that they're a, a big chance. But, I mean, I think I can get a bit parochial and um, put my, my blue cap on and say I'm, I'm tipping New South Wales for both. Fair enough. And now, I, before I let you go, the Australia-India series, predicting a score and winner? Oh, I think um, I'll, I'll go very orthodox selection and say India 2-1. Um, love to see Australia um, upset them, but that's probably the, the safe bet, I reckon. Yeah, it would be the safe bet. Well, Paul, appreciate your time uh, this evening talking all things cricket. Good on you, Bray. Paul Dennett from the Cricket Unfiltered podcast joining us there to talk all things cricket as cricket season is ramping up as it is grand final week. Cricket season is fast in coming. And of course, we've got a World Cup next month as well. So it's all ramping up. Send in your text 0433 98 11 16 or get on that open line 1300 736 736. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.